0: Amen. All right, you there? Revelation 1, 9 and 10. Appreciate that, Brother Don. Appreciate it. That's, that's Scripture. He's talking Scriptures. Praise God. He said, John, both your brother, I want you to notice these Scriptures. How many believe the Word of God? I believe the Word of God is the living Word of God, the Scriptures. I believe they're real. I believe they have life, and they have authority, and they have power. And I believe that they've been given to us for a purpose for the living word of God. That I, John, who am also am your brother and your companion in tribulation. And Christ was in the Isles that is called Pappas. And the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day and heard him behind me, a great voice, as a trumpet. Ecclesiastes says this, Ecclesiastes 3 and 1, He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has put eternity in their hearts. When we get saved, born again, God gives us eternal life then. You're not going to get eternal life when you get to heaven. You get it when you're born again. You don't get all of it, but you got part of it. Jesus was manifested in the flesh. He had the same problems we have. He suffered the same things we suffered. He died like we're going to die, but he got up like we're going to get up one day. Huh? Huh? Oh, won't we have a time what? Oh, I'm going to tell you, church, we ought to be having a time here now. There's something wrong with our spiritual life we're not having a time here now because you've got eternity and put in you the day you were born again. Jeff McCourt said when he was baptized and received the Holy Ghost, he saw the angels in heaven writing his name down in the book of life. When you were born again, he wrote your name in heaven. Now, you may have some ups and downs, but your name is still up there. You have the portion of inheritance. How many believe you already got a portion you've inherited? You already got the Holy Ghost. We're going to title this tonight, this morning, Position Yourself to Receive the Glimpse of Glory. Now, the Scripture said you've already received eternal life. You've already got it. You don't have to pray for it. How many say, I got it, I got it, I got eternal life. Well, you sang that song years ago, probably going too far back. The king went down and said, oh, Daniel, Daniel, was the God whom you serve able to preserve you or save you from the lion's den? Daniel had no fear. No fear gripped him when they threw him in that lion's pit. Let me say to you this morning, you don't need to fear when you're in the lion's pit because... The lion of the tribe of Judah is in that pit with you. And when he's in that pit with you, Brother Michael, he closes the mouth of those lions. But when they took old Daniel out of that pit, their mouth opened. When they threw them others down in, they they eat the flesh, they ate the bones. When I was a kid coming up on the farm, we threw the chicken bones to the dog. They ground them up like powder, you know. I tell you, God... Is with you? How many could shout, "God is with me"? I don't care what you in. God is what—he's with you. Starla went back to be checked for cancer. Friday, they run some tests on her, run blood tests, and the doctor come back in there and looked at her and said, "Starla, being a doctor, if I had known you'd have cancer, I'd have to say, Starla, you have never had cancer in your life." Come on now, Lord, we have got an inheritance already in us. Already the fire of God is inside of us. Already deliverer God is inside of us. The said there's enough w- power in a drop of water to blow up a ten-store building. Church, we got something inside of us. All we got to do is realize and let it go. Praise let go and let God have His wonderful way. The Isle of Patmos mean the place of my killing. The place of my killing they'd done board him in oil he wouldn't die all the other disciples had been mortified, martyrs. all of them had been martyred. John's the only one left and they put him in oil and board him they couldn't kill him so they put him on the Isle of Pappas place of my killing how many of you know the devil wants to kill you? huh? I'm not talking about take your personal life I'm talking about taking your victory taking your joy taking your peace but he said I was in the spirit on the Lord's day <laughs> I was in the spirit on the Lord's day in the place of my killing amen and Jesus shows up how many really glad when Jesus shows up oh when Jesus shows up the wonderful things of God is happening in our midst he has put eternity already in our hearts how I many you know we got so much to rejoice about we got something to rejoice about. I mean, know that Jesus loves you? Jesus loves me. I don't know all the songs, but this I know, for the Bible tells me so. If you live your life by your feelings, you'll never really enjoy the wonderful blessings of God. You've got to live by faith and believe that God is with you and that he's living to make prayer for you Seven days a week, 24 hours a day, he's making intercessory prayer for you because you're a part of him. You're fearfully and wonderfully made and you're created in his image and his likeness. He knows how frail we are. He knows how weak we are. That's why he's praying for us. That's why he prays for us because he knows what we're going through. Praise God and we're going to come through shining. Amen? The wonderful things of God is in our lives. The fiery furnace, Acts 10, 38, that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. He went about with the Holy Ghost and with power, and He went about doing good and healing all that was oppressed by the devil, for God was with Him. I mean, believe that God is with you regardless of what's going on in your life. Regardless of what it feels like, you don't feel God, you don't think God is near, but God is with you. He's with you. Job one, God asked the devil, said, What are you doing up here with the sons of God? They they all come up there, the sons of God and the angels. It must have been a, a reunion or something going on. And the Lord asked the devil, said, What you doing here? Where you been? He said, I've been going to and fro down in the earth. The devil is accuser of the brethren. I want you to watch this. He's accuser of the brethren day and night. Sometimes you, how many have ever went to bed feeling like a champion and woke up in the morning feeling like a dog? Am I the only one? you say I don't know what has happened to me I tell you there's a devil is accusing you even in the presence of God I don't care if you get out in doubts and shout and get in the spirit of praying the devil the accuser of you got in your own ear just like he's doing right here that's what he's teaching you You need to stand up and say like jesus said satan you have no part in me i don't feel anything i don't feel god but i know he's with me amen i know he's for me and i don't care what i feel i know god is with me i know he's going to deliver me i know i am delivered praise god three Hebrew children said we don't know where god will deliver us or not but we know this one thing we're not going to bow down don't bow down to your feelings. Amen? Amen? And I'm the only one, the devil just really t- torments you in your mind. You ought to read the book of Charles Spurgeon for Ministers Only. About the minister's fits and how the devil can care, care how long you've been living for God, care how close you walk with God. He said you're going to suffer those things and most of the time you read the You ought to go home and read Romans 7 and see what it tells you. Even though you're a Christian, you're going to go through some of those things, but you're going to come out victorious. You'll come out shining, praise God. Amen. And they threw these three men in the fire, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they got a glimpse of God's glory. Every person, every Christian ought to be praying for more of the glimpse of God's glory. David prayed to see the glory of God. Moses prayed to see the glory of God. stephen got a glimpse of the glory of God. Yes, he did. They were stoning him. They couldn't withstand the wisdom that come out of him. He said, behold, I see the Lamb of God. Heaven is open and I see him. I see him as standing. Praise God. And they they went crazy. They jumped on him like a bunch of cannibal people and just chewed on him with their teeth. But I want you to know if you could see the glimpse of glory today, you see Jesus standing waiting on you to come home. He's going to welcome you to come home. Amen? That's what that's telling you. He's going to welcome you to come home. Death is a wonderful thing. Sometimes death is sweet. I've seen people go through things. I tell you, when death came, it was sweet because they wake up in the arms of the Lord and they welcome them home. Here we got these three men walking in the fiery furnace. heated seven times hotter than it's ever been before. It devoured the men that threw them in there. Glory to God. How many glad you're here? I'm not talking about here in church this morning. I'm talking about still here on this earth. Come on, church... We ought to be saying, I'm glad I'm here. Sister Sue and I were talking about that a while ago. We're not going to talk about our age right now, but I'll tell you, I'm glad I'm still here. Peggy said, I'm glad of every wrinkle I've got because I've earned them. Huh? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You have survived when other people didn't survive. Because if God is with you, who can be against you? You went through the same thing they went through but blessed God you had an attitude that you wanted to see the glory of God. Well I, won't, I know we'll see it over yonder but we need to see a little of it while we're here. We need to see the glimpse of the glory of God. Stephen's seen it. Others have seen it. And I appreciate what's happening here this morning. We're just getting a little bit closer to seeing it here. Get a glimpse of the glory of God. And divide them men. But it didn't devour Shadrach and Meshach and Bendigo. Some people say, well, you just don't know what I've been through. You ain't been through no more than what anybody else been through. Amen. You ever think I'm the only one? You're not the only one. There's billions of others going through what you're going through or have been through what you've through and survived. And survived. How many can say I'm a survivor? I've been through some things. Amen. Yeah. Paul said, I've got some wounds in my body, brother of heaven, that I've been through some things. Carla, you got some wounds that you can prove that you've been through some things. But you don't look at your wounds. You look at the glory of God that has delivered you. And you came through when others were devoured because they didn't trust in God. Praise God. Hallelujah. mm mm Ephesians 6.16 said, Jesus gives us his faith so we conquer all the fiery darts of the wicked. I mean, you know, he's shooting darts at you. Oh, he's shooting at you. Praise God. He's got your number. You know why he showed up there with the sons of God and the angels, and God asked him, he said, what have you been doing? He said, I've been going to and fro in earth. You know what he's going to and fro in earth? Seeking whom he may devour. He is a roaring lion. You know why the lion roars? He spreads fear. That, that, that's what the... Every animal in the jungle can hear the king stand up and roar. They stop what they're doing and throw their head up and look to see which way he's coming because he's a fear spreader. But God is with us. We have the shield of faith. We have... You ought to shout with me, I've got God's faith. Listen, we've got to learn how to walk by faith. I don't care what it feels like. Somebody asked, the pastor, uh, Tommy Barnett, in an interview here a few years ago, said you, he, he and I about the same age, and he said, Do you ever feel like giving up? He said, Yeah, and every morning when I get up, I want to get up and quit. I want to turn in my badge and quit. But said, I go down to Starbucks and get a cup of coffee. I still won't quit. So the time I get through it, that second, I'm ready to go again. Listen, you, you need to come out of the fiery furnace alive. You need to come out of the line knee alive. Praise God. The, Lord, the world needs to see that we're the light of the world. Hallelujah. And we're the salt of the earth. That don't mean that the Christians got this idea. Christians i talk talked to have got this idea and philosophy. Well, I was born again, and I don't know why I got to go through all this, because you are a child of God. He's not against you. He's against God in you. He wants to embarrass God. So here they are, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in this fire. Their name, the Son of God. The old king looked down in there and said, Hey, boys, I thought you threw three in there. And they said, We did. He said, Come over and take a look. He said, I see four men down in there. He said, One of them looks like the Son of God. And that Son of God was Jesus Christ, the supernatural power of God. How I many you know you got Jesus inside? You got the supernatural power of God. You got the same power that He had. He's going to give us a commissioned to do greater works and I believe God wants us to start doing greater works like we've never done before and one of the greater works is testify about what God is and what he's doing now he didn't do it yesterday he's going to do it today tell the fox I walked yesterday I'm going to walk today so there he was they, they, that name means supernatural 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 things of God note that these men of three the Hebrews in there Shadrach's name means the Lord has been gracious to me. How many could say the Lord has been gracious to me? Yeah. Anybody in here the Lord has been gracious to you? And yeah. what you've been through with, praise God. And what you have fought. Brother Melvin here lately been fighting the, I guess you've been fighting the demons of hell, amen. There's a time they wouldn't let nobody in to see him. If you're going to see him, you had to go up there at the hospital, look through the window, and say, hello there. But my goodness, he told me the other day, he said, I'm getting better all the time. How many know that, hallelujah, I'm going to stop here just a minute. The Bible said Jesus grew in stature, wisdom, and knowledge, favor with God, and favor with men. That's the promise to you and I to grow. I don't want to grow no more in stature, you know. I'm, I believe I I'm where I'm can, can stay right now, amen. But we need every day to grow. We need to every day to grow near to God. How many want more of God? You draw near to God and he'll give you more. You run at a distance from God, he'll distance himself. If you want more of the glory and get the glimpse of God, draw near to God. You say, how do I draw near to God? Number one is read his word. And number two is pray. You can pray and not know the word because you need the word to be able to, when the devil comes in like a flood, to resist him. You've got to resist him. Amen. And that's what his name means. Mishiach means who is equal to God. You might say, Well, ain't nobody equal to God. You are. The Bible said Jesus didn't think his robber to be equal with God, though he was manifested in the flesh. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Is that right? You created in the image and the likeness of God. Is that right? He said you are a king. A king rules with authority. And you are a priest. That means you can intercede, say prayer for other people. That's what Jesus did, and He gave us that authority. How many is glad for the authority He gave you? How many know what why this world is such a shape it is? Some people say, "Well, if God wanted to, He could do something." He given us that authority. <laughs> he given you authority. equal to God and then the other name means Abednego the servant of brightness how bright is our light is our light burning bright is it burning shining bright and what God is doing for us how many has God done something for you today since you got up can anybody testify that God done something for me since I got Brother Melvin waving his hand He's already got done something for you. Anybody else got anything? How many of you know it's going to be a great day? Our daddy used to tell us that when you get up in the morning, put both feet on the floor, you know it's going to be a great day. We're going to walk in the goodness of God. We are walking in the goodness of God. We're blessed. We're blessed. That's who we are. We're kings and priests. We've been promised great and mighty things. Psalm twenty-three and four said, "Though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me. Thy rod and Thy staff, they comfort me." I want you to visualize. I want you to get you a vision right now, seeing these three Hebrew children in the fiery furnace, and the fires burn the ropes off of their clothes. Not a smell of smoke on them. The clothes are not even burnt, and the hair is not even singed. And there walks Jesus with them. How many believe that Jesus is walking with you in the valley of the fire, the shadow of death? How many believe that Jesus is walking with you in the fiery furnace, the trials of life? I believe He is. I believe He is, because if you wouldn't, you wouldn't be here today. You'd have done been consumed. But He's walking with you. And if he walked with you yesterday, he's going to walk with you today. And if he walked with you today, he's going to walk with you tomorrow. David said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I am not going to have no fear. I'm not going to fear. You know the devil wants you to fear. That's one of his tricks. And that's one of the... As Charles Spurgeon says in his book, Fits of a Minister. Are you all ready for this? you are no match for the devil he's a warrior he'll destroy you every time the only way you become a match with him to be full of the Word of God and the Spirit of God then he is no match for you but he'll destroy you when you're not acquainted with God's Word and his power and his authority David had been delivered many times you must to read the life of David, 20-something years, Saul had chased him. He lived in the cave, and God gave him twice the chance to destroy Saul. He gave him two times to destroy Saul. He refused either time. He even one time went as far as cut Saul's part of his skirt off, and God's heart smote him because he just touched the skirt. But he said, God is with me. I mean, you could say God is with you. He's been with you. He's going to be with you. And you're going to see the wonderful things of God manifested in our lives. Revelation 9 and 10. Let me share something else with you. We need not to be fearful and afraid. The book of Judges covers nine kings, or nine people that God raised up. I mean, Twelve. 12. Every time he'd raise up a leader, and that leader would die, they'd fall back into sin. They'd fall back. But God didn't leave them alone. I mean, how many, how many glad that God has never left you alone? I'm not saying you in sin, but you've got, you got discouraged. You got to the point of disappointment, and things just didn't go your right. But listen, he's not going to leave you alone. God loves you. Somebody ought to shout, God loves me. I don't care what's happening in your life. God loves you. Amen? I don't care what's going on in your life and what kind of problem you had and where you, if you have done some sin. I'm not going to get in that too far tonight. But Revelation 1 said He washed you in His blood. He said, when I see the blood effects have done in your life has washed you cleanse of sin, I will pass over because I don't see no sin in you because my blood has made you cleanse of sin. Praise God. You accept that by faith. You're cleansed. And every time you read all the book of Judges, you'll find there's 12 people he raised up to deliver Israel. God is getting people positioned right now. Right now, all you got to do is glory to God. There's some young people right now that's going to run for places, and they, glory to God. god used two old people samson's mother and father to birth the deliverer of israel how many believe that god could use you to raise up somebody be the deliverer be a deliverer jephthah was born of a harlot and they cast him out because he's born of a harlot said we don't want you in here in israel we want you to get out of here because you're born of a harlot he left, and they come to him again and said, We want you to come back. The enemy is overpowering us. And the enemy is destroying us. We want you to come back. He's grown to fame now. He's a mighty warrior. He's got great victories in the abilities. He said, How is it that you cast me out when everything was going well, but now you're in trouble and you call me back? Listen, we may forsake Jesus sometime when things are going well, but I tell you, when you get in trouble, he's there to help you. I mean, I've mean, always found he was there to help you. Amen? All you've got to do is call him and he's there. He's not on vacation. And Jeffrey said, I'll do it. I'll come back and I'll take over. If you let me be the king, I'll be it. He said, Listen, Jesus wants to deliver you from anything you've got in your life and let him be the king and you'll never get in trouble again. Because he's out of that power and that authority. Now, he's on the place of island they done tried to boil him in oil and kill him. The place of death. Brother Ken touched on something in the class this morning. I believe with all my heart that one day I'm going to be leaving here. I'm going to be leaving this church. And I'm going to be leaving this world. Diane probably don't like to hear that, but I am. But Jacob said, I'm old. And God has been good to me all the days of my life. You find that in, I believe it's uh, Genesis 48. And he's fed me all the days of my life. He called all of his families together. He laid his hands on them. He blessed them. He blessed their future. I want to encourage you parents to start praying for your children's future. Amen? You don't say, well, I don't know. Someone told me just recently, well, I don't know what's going to happen to our young people. I know what's going to happen to them. Can I have an amen? I believe a generation ahead of me talked about me. <laughs> and I believe they had a little bit to say about you, how little crooked you was. <laughs> he said, Joseph, step up here, boy. He's leaning on his cane, the Bible said, because he's a cripple. He's been a cripple, limped, a cripple with pain ever since he wrestled the angel all night he'd been in pain since then a cripple walking on his cane leaning on his cane the bible said he laid his hand out and laid on joseph said joseph you're going to be a fruitful vine you're going to climb over the walls they're going to shoot arrows at you but you're still going to be fruitful how many know the devil's shooting at you but you're still going to be fruitful if you believe the promises of God, you're the fruit of God, you're the vine of God, and you're going to climb over some walls and they're going to be shooting arrows at you, but you're still going to be fruitful, amen? You're still going to be fruitful. And that, that's, you know, the first generation. Brother Michael, that's the first generation. He turned around and looked at these two boys. He said, y'all come over here. He laid his hands on them and blessed them. Bless your grandchildren, Amen. Well, you know, this, this generation, I don't know what's going to happen to this generation. I know what's going to happen to the generations that we pray for. They're going to be blessed. They're going to climb over walls. They're going to be victorious. They're going to conquer things that you and I never did conquer. Amen. They're going to do things the next generation can be greater than you and I ever thought about being. And the generation's after them. I've been told by people, the first generation does what? we'll just show you how things can get mixed up the first generation makes the money is that right then the next generation does what There's no truth in that. Don't you believe them people saying that? There ain't no truth in that. I can show you companies right here in this town, the fourth generation of young men is running that generation, and they're further along today than they ever has been because it's God's plan for you to increase and your children to increase and your grandchildren increase and to be more blessed than what you're blessed because you pray over them and you bless them and you impart into them what God has imparted to you and they're blessed. And they're blessed. They're blessed. Praise God. So he is at the place of my killing. How many think sometimes your life is over with? And you know, anybody in here? Yeah. Like Peggy said, I'm glad for every one of these wrinkles. She's had enough to give her wrinkles, I think. I want you to know this is a very amazing story here. A very good example of God taking people who look like their best days is over with. Everybody in my generation, he could said, all Peter, James, and John, all been martyred, and I'm the only one left. But he didn't say that. He said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. When they put me in the place of my killing. And Jesus shows up. (laughs) Do y'all feel as good as I feel today? And Jesus shows up. Amen. When he was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, Jesus just stepped right out with him and said, Hello there, boy. He said, Revelation 4 said, Come over here. Come up here. Come up a little higher. How I many you know you've got to lift your eyes up to see what's going on in this world? You can't look at what's going on in this world. If you do, you're going to get discouraged. <laughs> your heart's going to fail you. And you're going to, well, we won't go there, but your heart's going to fail you. Just, just stop right there. Because the Bible said men's heart will fail them in the last day because of fear. We're living in that age right now. Fear is gripping people's lives. But Jesus said, come up here a little higher, John. Come up here. You read that in uh, uh, Revelation 4. He said, come up here a little bit higher and I'm going to show you what's going to come in the future. <laughs> I'm going to show you what's going to come in the future. I believe it's about chapter 5, John began to cry when he's going to open the Lamb book of life. He said, there's not anybody worthy to open. He cried. Angels, said, wait a minute, wait a minute. He said, I want you to look over yonder. Look, look coming yonder. I said, who's that coming? He said, that's Jesus. He said, he's able and worthy to open the Lamb book of life. God has a greater plan for us than we can imagine. We cannot imagine what great plan He has for your children and your grandchildren, and the blessings of God and the wonderful things of God. Place of my killing. I mean, note your life is not over with you. God says it's over with. One of the kings in the Bible, I believe, is First Kings. The king told his wife, said, I want you to go over and talk to the prophet now, and I want you to let him know that I'm, you come and talk to him about me now. He I want you to go over and talk to him, but I want you to disguise yourself so he won't know who you are. And I want you to notice this prophet is already blind. He's old and blind, but God still has a use for him. How many believe that God still has a use for you? I don't care what, what your situation is in life. God has a use for your life. He's old, and he's blind. And the Lord said, I'll tell you, (laughs) I'll let you hear her footsteps. I'll tell you, it's her footsteps. So you'll know. And the Bible said, and God gave her, gave him the words to say to her. Praise God. Uncle Floyd Yount one time asked Max Burke, said, Max, how far can you remember back? And Max said, well, I remember the night that Dr. Roach came to the house. I heard his footsteps step on the porch while I was still in the womb. Now, I don't know about that now. That's going far back. But that's some kind of revelation. But God told the blind prophet was old, said, I'll let you hear her footstep, and I'll tell you, who she is, and you'll have a message for her. I mean, know that God is able to use you. I don't care where you're at. <laughs> We need to get a glimpse of the glory of God. Get a glimpse of God and who He really is and what He is. He's already given you part of your inheritance. I mean, believe you already got a part of your inheritance. Colossians 3 said and 11 said He already put eternity in your life. You got a part of inheritance. We bought the land out where we are going to where we lived many years ago, and, and uh, people told me that, the, that make sure you get a certified title and the land has been surveyed. Make sure that. So I went to the man, and he told me what he'd take for it, and I said, Now I want it surveyed, and I want a certified title. He said, if I'm going to have to do all of that, said that's going to cost me some money. He said, you're going to have to put up a, what do you call it? earnest money. I said, fair enough. I'll put up what you say. He told me, I said, now you put up the same thing. We'll put it up somewhere and hold it. If you back out, I'll get your money. If I back out, I'll get your money. He said, you look like to me an honest young man. He said, I'll have it done. See, we already got the earnest of our inheritance right now. We already got part of it. We had not got all of it, but we got part of it inside of it, the Bible said. We experienced some of it here this morning. I'll tell you, you're going to experience it every day. Because He already put eternity. Please, uh, Acts eleven said, "You go home and read that." He's already put eternity where, when you was born, again, He put eternity in your life, your inheritance. You ain't got the fullness, but one day you're gonna get the fullness. But you got a part of it right now. It's joy and what, unspeakable in what, full of glory. It had not entered in the hearts of man. First. I have not seen and ears not heard what God has in store for us. God bless you for being here this morning. I believe Brother Don was prophesying this morning. He may not consider himself a prophet, but the Bible said the gifts of the Spirit ought to operate in the church. One of them is prophesying, and I believe that's what he did this morning. He prophesied. And we have to believe the prophet. He doesn't claim to be a prophet. You can prophesy and not be a prophet. Scholars said the church will never be the church. And the reason we're not the church of the living God today, like God plans for us, we got to have apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. we got to have working of miracles, gift of faith, gift of healing, discernment of spirits, prophecy, tongues, interpretation of tongues. We've had that here this morning. Martha, we're so glad you're here today. She's been healed of cancer. I want you to know God is alive. God is alive. You've got part of your inheritance already. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, as each one leaves here today, they're going to leave in the presence of the Lord they're going to step in the glimpse of the glory of God each day and they're going to see some wonderful things that's hid in the scriptures come alive to them and they'll be alive like they've never been alive before and the blessings of God be upon them. We thank you for your prayers that you're praying for us every day because you love us so much. You're not willing anything to happen to us. I pray in the name of Jesus. They go in abundance of life in the holy name. Amen. God bless you. Yes. Okay.